Welcome back to the Technology in Worship podcast, where we talk technology in worship. And by we, I mean myself, Eric Coleman, and my good buddy, Benji Satorius. Benji. Eric. We are back at the round table. Yes, yes I'm we are. I'm playing with a 3D printed miniature spider. Yes, you are. For those that uh, missed last week's podcast, we talked about uh, 3D printing and... Uh, Let's fill in for our listeners because I think we ended the podcast with we're in a very big uh, print project here with ornaments. You are. Yeah. So I am uh, at the time of this recording, 348 ornaments in of 500. Almost there. And Yes, almost there. Over halfway there. Well over halfway. And I've got like a week and a half of time. Obviously, there's some other things that need to be happening, like they have to tie ribbon around each one and stuff like that. But we have like a week and a half before they need to be done. So I'm uh, well on my way to a successful 3D print of a large project. And then on to the next one. Which (laughs) is kind of fun. But yes, like you said uh, in that episode, I can't really print anything like fun or other things because... These things have been running twenty four seven since day or the Monday after Thanksgiving. That's pretty crazy. So that's been going that wa- the, long. The now. Monday after Thanksgiving is when we started, and I've had a couple of issues on one of the printers, but I, they've been they've been going pretty strong. About twenty nine hours per print. So <laughs> it's so long. <laughs> it's so long. Even just thinking about this, this little spider I'm holding took 45 minutes for yeah. one of them. Yeah. And it's like that in itself is not that long in 3D printing no, standards. No, it's pretty quick actually. But it's still long because I can print off a sheet of paper in two seconds, you know? It's true. It's just a different form of printing. Well, it's two-dimensional. Yeah. But so yeah, I wanted so to there's, know, a little, there's a little update for you on the, the ornaments. So uh, have you seen a finished product like with the ribbon on I it? have not no okay I was just curious uh, so I'm doing the printing and then every hundred or so we hand them off to a elderly lady that uh, is tying all the red ribbons so the ornaments are white she's uh, cutting the ribbon from a, a big roll basically and then tying each one and she can tie them much quicker than I can print them. That's true. <laughs> so she's kind of waiting on me uh, at this point, but it's all good. We're uh, we're ahead of schedule. In my opinion, we're ahead of schedule. Yeah. And it's going to get done. And yeah. And Great. then people can hang them on their Christmas tree. Speaking of Christmas. Yeah, it's, it's basically here. It's right around the corner. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we just got done having a big uh, Christmas concert. Nice. Just, uh, well, yesterday. Yes. On uh, Sunday. Yep. Was that a church, like your house band, or did you bring in a, a group that played? Uh, no, this is, we brought in Francesca Bettistelli. Ooh, say that 20 times fast. I don't even know if I'm saying it correctly <laughs> the first time fast. Yeah. And new song. Okay. They, so they were with us December 11th. Okay. So, and the difficult part about this one is we held 
normal services in the morning. And then we had to flip the room for a concert that evening. Oh yeah, Sunday night concert, yeah. And so normally we have all day to kind of get that yep, running. Yep, you had services. But we had normal services and then had to like rush yeah. to get it all nice set up. The great thing is not rush to like reset the room. Yep. So I still have all week to get that done. Nice. But I can fill you in a little bit more like later on that one. I want to yeah. kind of decompress a little bit yeah. about like... It's kind of a big deal. It's kind of fresh. So <laughs> I need to like... Work, work some things. And, a little bit. Yeah. Sleep a little bit. That being said, there was some planning that went into the event. Yep. As well as Christmas as a whole. Mm-hmm. So I thought we could uh, kind of get a discussion going about what did Christmas planning or what has Christmas planning looked like Yeah, here at Mission as well as at Harvest. And you and I are both involved on our staffs in a little bit different capacities. Mm-hmm. So like you might be more involved in it than I was mm-hmm. or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So I just thought, let's open the floor. Yep. See ya. Uh, One of the most important parts of your worship services is your screen. Think about it. Everyone in your congregation looks to your screen for song lyrics, sermon notes, announcements, and scripture. It's a big deal. To keep your screens looking their very best, look no further than Church Motion Graphics. CMG has all of the eye-catching worship backgrounds, sermon and announcement slides, countdown videos, and more to bring your screens to life. Head over to churchmotiongraphics.com now to find your next great look. What Christmas has brought for you. All right. You want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. So I've been talking a little bit. All right. Every year we do an, what we would consider an adult Christmas production. And that is called Christmas Moments. Usually involves music, drama. It is during our weekend services. So Saturday and, and Sunday services. It is very well attended. We have usually overflow needed. Lots of people come. Big promotion. Blah, 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 blah. I would say the last uh, five years or so, we have not done a kid's Christmas, like a kid-specific Christmas. Program, yeah. Um, right when I came on staff, we were doing kids only, and then we started merging them together with Christmas moments as like they were part of the singing part, but then the adults were uh, more of the drama portion of it. And that worked really well. But I'd say the last five-ish years, we have not done anything as far as a kids, involving kids in the performance or even a kids-specific Christmas program. Uh, This year, we did a kids' Christmas program. It was just a few weeks ago. And there was no drama per se. There was a kids' choir, so they led the church in worship and singing. It was all done by track, so no band. And they had some speaking lines that like they came up and talked into a microphone, um, basically between songs and stuff like that. It was, uh, I would say, in my opinion, very uh, mellow or low key because there's no like drama. So now the kids didn't have like wireless microphones that they were coming out and doing lines and all that type of stuff. So 
it was mostly speaking or uh, singing with some speaking in between. That went pretty well. There were some timing issues on the first service on Saturday, which nice. I think it was uh, adrenaline because we did a, a full uh, dress rehearsal the Friday before and the kids nailed it. It was awesome. They did great. And then Saturday rolled around and they were like, time? A beat? We don't care about time or beat. We're just going to sing as fast as we can. Oh, perfect. <laughs> who, who cares how what the tempo is of the song? Whoops. So uh, the we had two adult uh, instructors or leaders that were like, trying to like motion them and like slight uh quiet clap to like get them on the beat. Stay in rhythm. It worked a little bit, but not really. Uh, but I did something new for the very first time that I've never done. What is that? Tell me but about it. I've always wanted to try it. And what I did was, so I loaded all the tracks into ProPresenter. Really? Every individual track? Uh, just like a left-right track. A left-right track. Yeah. So you click the slide. Plays uh, the, the music. It plays the I'm sl- sorry. Okay. Yes. It wasn't like tracks, like no, multi-tracks. Sorry. It was sorry. Like a, a left-right stereo, track, yep. stereo uh, track. Load that in. So we click the first slide of each song. It plays the track. We advance the, the words and yada, yada, yada. What I did on Friday, well, let me back up. Anytime I have a choir, whether it's kids or adults, I feel like over the years, I've gotten the choir to sound pretty good, even in front of like with a live band. A lot of times we'll do a live band with a choir and I can get it to sound pretty good. It's hard to get choirs right because yeah. they're more open mics and So I've been using um, feedback elim- the X Feedback Eliminator on Waves, which is an amazing plugin. If you have any sort of choir thing and you run Waves, get that plugin. It's awesome. Along with like a PSE uh, primor- primary source enhancer or eliminator, I can't remember what the E is, but which is basically like a glorified gate kind of thingy. Expander? Uh, yeah, expander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been using those, doing some EQ, and it I can get pretty good volume out of the uh, the choir. But I've always wanted to pre-record my choir. And then play them back, Doubled. obviously, in time uh, during the service. So what I did was on Friday during rehearsal, luckily they were almost all were good takes. I opened up Pro Tools and I recorded room mics. I recorded the choir mics. I recorded the two speaking mics that the kids spoke into between songs. And I recorded ProPresenter, which had the tracks loaded them or loaded in there. So I recorded all that, went home Friday. So the reason why I did all that, because now everything is in time. So if I didn't have the, the MP3 recorded, it wouldn't have been in time. It would be really hard to get everything in time. So I recorded everything, got everything in time, then took the actual MP3 file, put that back in a Pro Presenter, line that up with the recorded one from Pro to, or from Pro Presenter, and then deleted the recorded version through Pro Presenter. So I had a more legit, more better sounding file, the original file, basically. And then I exported everything, uh, 
or sorry, deleted the room mics, deleted the speaking mics, and only exported choir and the MP3 of the stereo track as separate exports. Okay. And then I loaded those into ProPresenter. And then when they clicked the first slide, it would play the track. It played the choir mics as well. It was on a separate input on my board that I could just every so often just, oh, the kids aren't singing loud enough. Ride that fader up a little bit. And it's basically like you can't get feedback because it's not an actual mic. It's just a recording. So it it was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. It did not work on Saturday though because the kids were, were not singing in time. At first I was like, this might get them to get back into time. So I feathered it up just ever so slightly. It sounded worse because it was like everything was doubled, right? Like almost like a delay. The recording was first, or sorry, the the live kids were first and then the recording was second because the kids were singing too fast. So then I just, I slowly faded it out, dumped it, basically didn't even use it much on Saturday unless I knew like the kids were in time. I'd hit the cue on the track of the choir run my speakers up at front of house just to see like, is it in time? If it was, I'd fade that in a little bit, fade it back out. If they were singing loud enough again, it was pretty stinking cool. That is cool. So a little trick for you there. Uh, you I might try it. Put up your sleeve. Yeah. We have plans for using a choir Christmas Eve and Christmas nice. day, I believe. If we, if we run a live band and running multi-tracks with a choir, I will always include the choir track in the tracks. Yes, yeah. And I will run that up with the choir to get more volume, perceived volume that they think perceived. That yeah, they, they think the choir is really loud and amazing, but it's <laughs> it's actually a track. But they don't know that. We had that going just specifically this past week at youth group. Yeah, the it wasn't a choir. But just enough to yep. add the background vocals in there just in to the make it seem like yep. as I was listening at front of house, I was like, those kids are really singing. Yep. But then I realized, wait, oh, I that's- think that's mostly tracks. <laughs> hey. But perceived. Yep. And maybe the kids were actually singing loud. And if the singers, this does help the singers too, like the actual leaders on stage, if they don't have if they're not running in ears or they're running shame on you, one in ear. They can hear the room noise, volume, and whatever's coming out of the PA. They hear the track and they're like, it might encourage them to sing louder or better and helps them possibly stay on key better because they're hearing something that's not going to go out of key. Yep. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a win-win. But yeah, it was something that I've always wanted to try and we don't do kids choirs except for twice a year, really, Christmas and then one other time. And a lot of times I can't get a clean recording on like a a rehearsal the day before. So it's like, I wish I could do this, but I've never been able to pull it off. But I did it. Now you did it. And it worked pretty good. So that was early December. Yeah, that was just like two weeks ago. So now we're getting ready for the Christmas moment service, which is our adult program which is completely different this year. Usually it's been part of your services, yes. correct? We have taken it away from our weekend services and it's on a Thursday, Friday evening now. 
where we are taking the chairs out, doing round tables, obviously putting chairs Making it like a dinner dessert Yeah, it's like a dessert uh, dinner theater thing. Cool. No dinner. I think it's just dessert. Appetizers, maybe. But you buy a ticket, you attend, you get a dessert, some drinks, you watch the performance, which is... The performance itself is similar to what we would have done in the past. So it's got drama, it's got music and things like that. But now it's it's we're pulling it away from the weekend service to make it its own thing. Is that this upcoming yes. week? That, that's so that's in, right around the that's corner. That's in like three days from now. So the way that that is actually uh, looking like is there are four drama people, a full band, a choir, solos from some singers. Our lead pastor is going to be in a Grinch costume. Ooh. For um, part of the play or as like a... Part of the play. Okay. The drama. Yep. Wow. I don't know exactly what he is doing also, or... Also, where do you get a Grinch costume? Apparently, we have one. What? <laughs> I don't know. We have one? <laughs> I, I didn't ask questions. <laughs> I say we because I feel like I grew up here, but which yeah. I did, but yeah. like I don't, I don't recall seeing one. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. That's amazing. I don't know how we how that came about. But anyways, we um, have one. Yeah, so it's going to be pretty cool as far as like the planning and stuff that I've been involved. I feel like I am very unprepared. As far as like from years past, but it's also not as big as a deal. years past. And that's also because you've set up systems in advance now yep. that are rock solid. Yep. So like you can go in and do some pretty cool things pretty yep. quickly Yep. versus some other software limitations or whatever. Right. Yeah. So like years past, we'd have a full band and we'd have, and I'm not, I'm not joking. We'd have... 10 to 12 in the drama and then we'd have a choir and we'd have uh, solos and singers and things like that so it was a very uh, I shouldn't say very but I would say for most churches a very big production where this year it appears like it's going to be four or five drama microphones choir full band and some solos so the drama itself is a little uh, smaller than years past. So, and there's not much as far as like lighting changes and things like that. But as far as how that all came about, usually like two to three weeks prior, four weeks prior, I'll sit down with our worship pastor and we'll literally walk through the script page by page, line by line and go through the entire script. And uh, usually our worship pastor writes the script, so we don't buy the script or uh, a drama package or anything like it's that. It's an original it's to Mission Bible. It's all in-house and all that stuff. So he wrote the script, so he knows the script obviously very well and has a vision of how he wants it pulled off. So we meet uh, a month or so before the actual performance and go over the script. Now, prior to that, he will every so often drop like, hey, this is what I'm thinking for Christmas moments or it's a wonderful night. Just something really quick like, hey, I need four spotlights for uh, the production, like that type of thing. 
So I'm kind of getting stuff as we get closer, but it's not like a sit down meeting or anything like that. Then usually like a month before we actually sit down and go through the script line by line, page by page and look at, okay, this is where I need stage left lit, or I need stage right lit, or I need four spots, or I want a blue hue over the entire stage or whatever it might be. And so then I'm writing down all those notes and scribbling on my script. He gives me a script and basically write down all that stuff. And then basically between that meeting and the week before the production is kind of where I'm like, okay, do I need to buy anything? Do I need to rent anything? How am I going to set this up? How many volunteers do I need? That type of stuff. And then usually it's the week of is when I actually start doing like lighting programming. So I'll actually uh, get with Carlos, who's our worship pastor. We'll mark off spots on stage where we might need a spotlight or a specific lighting section of the stage lit. Figure out, okay, where's the band going to go? Where's the choir going to go? Basically all of that stuff. That's usually like early in that first, that last week. And then he usually leaves. I program the lights. I'll label and get the audio all laid out and patched in. We usually have one or two days of night rehearsals the night of, which is band and drama, like full dress rehearsal type stuff. And then it's usually like performance time. And then it's, 300, and then 365 days later, I do it all over again. That and <laughs> just a couple days later, you do uh, and then Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve service. Yeah. And, so, and this year we have Christmas Day. Yeah, we don't. Technically, well, you kind of do. We kind of do, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, sure. Or, uh, well, okay. Do you want to talk? I'll are, talk. Are yeah, you doing anything like Christmas yeah. performance drama wise? Wouldn't it be great if you could just snap your fingers and immediately you'd get people more involved? at your church? Picture it. People would press in during worship. They'd be fully focused during your sermons, and they would be excited to hear announcements. This is the wish of many churches because we all know the struggles of getting the attention of our community. That's where our friends at Church Motion Graphics can help. CMG equips churches with a large library of eye-catching graphics for worship, sermons, announcements, and more that will help you get attention and move your community forward in their faith. With just a few clicks, your church can start looking great, reaching more people and getting more involvement than ever. Head over to churchmotiongraphics.com today. No, not this year. We're not doing a drama this year. We have in years past. Yeah. So we kind of do like this alternating thing where if we have a... Christmas performance coming in, we won't do our own production. So because we've been planning and did this Francesca Bedestelli concert thing, that was our, that was as harvest, our main big Christmas thing. Yep. Outside of Christmas Eve services and this year, Christmas day services. However, we're very uh, event-driven at Harvest, Mm -hmm. so we're doing a lot of, we've done and are doing a lot of like weekly 
events, specifically on Fridays. So just a couple weeks ago, uh, we did a community event. It's called the uh, Oswego Christmas Walk, mm. which is right downtown Oswego, where Harvest New Beginnings is located. Yep. And pretty small downtown area. But Harvest Does Harvest actually put it on, or they, are they just part of it? This was just part of it. Got it. Okay. Yep. So... How we were involved as part of it was we had our own like church booth, essentially. Yep. And the Harvest worship team performed on the stage for 45 minutes nice. to an hour. And basically the other performances included dance schools, orchestras, like that kind of thing. Most of it was like parent, you know, Driven in yep. the sense of my kids performing on stage and I'll come watch them. I believe Harvest was the only like band-centric okay. thing. Got it. So for me, what that involved um, was a lot and a little at the same time mm-hmm. because I was out of town for the event. That's right. So I had to plan ahead of time and we got people lined up to kind of fill in for the void of me not being there. But this was, this is kind of a full circle thing right here. Remember back when I got that TF board for our for monitors? monitors? Yes. Guess what that turns out to be really great for? A portable system. It does. Yes. Because it's got all of our in-ears, and it's all already, of our wireless it's, in-ears. And it's the width of a rack, so it can be mounted in a rack. Yes, sir. Yep. So before I had it on top of a wooden rack that was kind of in-house made. Yep. And in that rack was all of our in-ears, a network switch, all that fun Basically stuff. Basically monitor world in a rolling cart. Yeah. And yep. on top of it was the TF just because yep. the nature of that rack that we had in-house already available to us. Yep. But we had purchased a rolling case to kind of turn it portable, even more so. So the week of, I came in and just switched everything out of that wooden rack into its more permanent form of this rolling road case. Yep, so a little more uh, secure for like traveling and stuff like that. Yep. Yep. And so once that was all set up, which... All the hard stuff was already done. Like everything was patched properly. Right. It's just routed. Moving, it, moving it from one case to the other and maybe reconnecting some cables, basically. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, it didn't take too long to do that either. So yeah, ju- I just literally spent a couple hours just relocating things. And then when it was back up and running, it's basically the same thing. It's yep. maybe like four inches shorter, actually, because the board is in kind of right. in the rack yep. on it's top. Like sitting on top. Yep. Um, but yeah, worked really well nice. and then just created a new scene on the TF and ran a rehearsal in our green room with it. Mm-hmm. And then the day of the event, they took our trailer over there, rolled that thing off. Just go out left and right into their main board. Correct. Main, they had like the a system. 12 channel board or yep. something. And yeah, they took a left right off of ours. We had a wireless router in there so the band could still... Mix their, mix their own monitors, ears. and then you had somebody run sound for them, 
Or yes, was it... we had our own front of house Got person. It. Yep, running it, Nathaniel actually, yep. who's been on this podcast. Yep, and yeah, he was able to also control it from an iPad. Nice, so that he could get he could wander around or whatever. Because also at this event, I I did it last year. Mm-hmm. They have the soundboard position side stage, which is like normally where maybe yeah. a monitor person would yeah. be. That's usually how a lot of those types of gigs are because they're like. We don't want to take up space yeah. for parents and we don't know how to run cables from way back and to the front and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then you wonder why the sound sounds bad. Well, because you're behind the speakers. Yeah. So that's where our soundboard was. But because we had the you had app to, you and had wireless, the app so you could go out. we were able to walk around, nice. which helped. Way to go. So, yeah, that was a pretty cool thing. That's like technology that we could plan for. Yep. And this last Friday, we held our Christmas market. So we were able to bring that monitor board because it's not in use out into our foyer and use that for some live music in the background as well. So that's been great too. And then everyone just grabs their wireless pack and... So you you bought this uh, board just basically with the intention of a monitor board. But basically. now but now you've gotten multiple uses outside of just monitors. Yep. With this system and you haven't had that system that long. Like you got it this year, right? Yeah, back in wasn't April, that long ago. May, yeah. maybe. It wasn't that long ago and you've already uh, been able to use it in other areas. And it's yeah, super portable. Nice. If you need more than six, we have the TF1, so yep. it only has 16 channels on it, which has been fine for these things. It's only got, is it 16 inputs? 16 but, physical inputs. But it's got up to 32. It can do 40. Oh, 40. Yep. Yep. Okay. And if I run it over a USB, I can get some digital mm-hmm. channels in there. So, mm-hmm. for instance, running tracks, yep. we can put those on 17 through whatever. whatever. Yep. And we're golden. Yep. I, I mean, I would say majority of kind of a scenario like going to a, a small festival or out in the atrium for like a little background music, chances are you probably don't need much more than 16 channels. No. I mean, unless it's like a large festival, but you're talking completely different animal at that point. But like a small downtown gig maybe outside at the church or in the atrium at the church, like you probably don't need much more than 16 anyways. Yeah, so, it's been working great. Nice. We we do have like a rack-mounted Personas that's pretty old mm-hmm. that we've used in the past for portable things. And I think we still will need to use that yeah. because once again, the portable rack that is our TF rack is also our monitor board. Right. So you need it during services. So we'll need it during weekend services. Yeah. So if there is some camp or something that would need something over the weekend, yep. they're not going to be able to take the TF one. Right. Yep. And I mean, worst case, you can buy a little uh, eight channel uh, stage box and expand that to more inputs if you needed it. Yeah. Yes. So yes. if it was a larger gig. Physical. Yeah. Physical. Yep. But nice. It's pretty great. So that was, honestly, that was probably the most technical involved <laughs> Christmas planning that I've done so far. Obviously, like I was able to use the same preset too, which is great because yep. the band was similar between those 
the outdoor Christmas walk event and the indoor Christmas market event. Mm-hmm. So those are similar inputs. So that was super easy to, or nice. super nice to kind of be able to plan two things at yep. once. Nice. And as far as we're as a worship ministry, really only involved in the music side mm-hmm. of the market kind of thing. So all the other planning is just, I turned on the lights in the room like and had background music going in our main worship center where the market was happening. But that was kind of all that Did required. Did you automate that so you didn't actually have to go physically do it? I'm, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> you should have. I was there anyway. Yeah, but it would have been cool to just all of, all of a sudden, like 9 a.m. or whatever, like lights, lights come on, music comes on. Been pretty um, cool. My brain is in automating world. And then the concert. So we have three things there. And then this upcoming week, we've got a little group of people going caroling, kind of mm. organized nice. on Friday. So it's just kind of been door, every like Friday. Like door to door, like in downtown yeah. last week or whatever? Yeah, I think it's to our shut-ins, okay. I think. Nice. Specifically. Yep. I'm not really involved in that one, so yep. I haven't had to do anything. They don't anything need a sound it. system no. or monitors or anything. And then, yeah, and then that leads us to Christmas Eve. Yeah, let's talk Christmas Eve. Which we're basically replicating what we did last year, this year. Yeah, but Christmas Eve, I mean, Christmas Day was not on a Sunday last That's year. That's true. So what are you guys doing for Christmas Eve, Christmas Day? We have three Christmas Eve services planned. On Christmas Eve? On Christmas Eve. So December 24th. Starting at four o'clock, okay. I think. And then we'll be out the door by like seven. Yep. And then Christmas Day, we are sticking with our two normal service times. And honestly, those are kind of going to be pretty normal services. Okay. So different than what we would do on Saturday. The Christmas Eve, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Christmas Eve. Yep. So it's a different service from Christmas Eve, but it's more of a normal weekend service correct yeah correct got it so we'll bring back the drums we'll bring back all that stuff Uh which will be off stage for christmas eve so christmas eve is a completely different band and sound sounds like so no drums which will be it's more um piano okay carol sing style got it so we'll have a choir surrounding the piano like informal i've got this kinda. new trick that you could do with a choir Ooh, yay I'll, i'm gonna try it <laughs> um i dropped my spider oh no there it goes and then we will um yeah so that's christmas to, day so that's christmas uh, eve or sorry christmas eve so piano guitar just piano basically just piano choir that's living it. living room that's it nice. stage would be Empty. So. so let's talk real quick about how you're going to pull off almost like a set stat slash stage change on a Christmas Eve to Christmas day. Very um, quick turnaround. Well, yeah, it's going to involve me not being involved in as many <laughs> Christmas Eve traditions as uh-huh. years past. Okay. But that's kind of shifted over the years anyway with family changing and that yep. kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, or growing, I should say. Yep. And so, yeah, we'll end service, grab a couple people real quick. Let's pull the drums out, 
So you're going to do it all on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I'll do it all on Christmas Eve before the morning of. I'll probably have the cabling ran to most locations because I've got those bundles. Yep. So they'll probably all be in their boxes, the four boxes already, and and just kind of off to the side. Yep. And then it'll just be pull the drums on, pull the keys on. um, Let's talk real quick. When does that band rehearse that is playing Christmas Day? Do you know? I don't actually. You don't actually know. Let I'm, me look. I'm, I'm assuming before Christmas Day. Let me look real quick. So Eric is pulling up planning center services right now. For those you that are don't, incorrect. Oh, we're for, rehearsing Christmas Day for the first time. For the first time. Okay. In a half hour earlier than we would normally rehearse. So what time is that? Seven thirty. You're rehearsing at seven thirty. For a 9.30 service. 9.30 service and a 11? 10.45. 10.45 service. Got it. But yes, Planning Center is a great tool yes. for your church to use yeah, to stay organized. Yeah, for those that don't use Planning Center, you should jump on Planning Center. It's Because amazing. I can then say, I actually don't know when rehearsal is right now. Yep. Let me look it up. And you found it pretty quick. Yeah. You didn't have to like text or email somebody. Correct. You just pulled it up and you had it. Um, wow, that's that's... A tight schedule there. Yeah. And with the concert a couple weeks before, the con- yeah. that uh, yep. two quick turnarounds this year. Yeah. But it's all, it's, it's all good. Nice. It's fun. So at Mission, we are, uh, we're changing things up quite a bit around I like here. It. Do it. So let me actually back up a little bit more because I talked about Christmas planning for our Manuka campus. I didn't really do anything for our Morse campus. Uh, so we're not doing a adult production or anything like that at our Morse campus, but we are doing a, a kids Christmas production that is coming up on uh, the 18th, I believe it is. So basically it's just some kids going up a choir style tr- with tracks, basically just like we just did here. One new thing that we are doing is the uh, children's director there pre-recorded the motions for like what the kids are supposed to do. And we're going to play that on our stage display. Oh, great. Like in That's real time. That's a smart idea. Yeah, so the kids can watch that screen. They do the motions, so they don't really need any like adult leaders like physically doing the motions. They may still do it, but it's going to be on the TV right in front of them, basically. So uh, they'll just walk up, probably one choir mic. I don't think there's a ton of kids. I haven't heard the numbers yet. So I, one or two choir mics. They'll have their TV for their motions. They click the first slide of ProPresenter. It plays the tracks and boom, boom, boom. So we've been talking about that for a couple of weeks now as well. So I'm kind of almost ready to go on that. I just need the video files and then I can uh, get those loaded and, and set. So our Christmas Eve is at our Manuka campus. We technically are doing three services. So we're doing one of them at uh, 1.30. We're doing another one at 3. And then we're doing an outdoor Christmas Eve service, which is technically more for our Morse campus, but anyone's invited. And that's at like 4.30 or something like that. In Morse. In Morse. So it's in a park in Morse where we'll have uh, photographers 
photographers doing uh, like family portraits, uh, hot chocolates, you know, things like that. Um, we'll have a little band, portable system, and sing some carols, a little mini like 10-minute message, and then that's basically it. Last year, it was like unseasonably warm last year. So uh, it would be, I mean, I hate the cold, but it would be cool to have like snow falling while all that's happening. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool, but we'll see. And then we're doing a, we're calling it a midnight service here, but it's actually 1130. It starts. So the idea is we start a service on Christmas Eve. The service ends on Christmas day. So we can start the Christmas day per se with a service and then that's it. We're not doing any services. Christmas day, day. day. day yeah. Like our more, our normal morning, we're not doing anything. So we've done the midnight service a very, 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 very long time ago. Well before my time. So it's kind of like new, especially like most of the people here have not experienced that at this campus. So it's something different, relatively new, I guess you could say, with yeah. at least our, our crowd and our staff. And we're all kind of excited for it. So our lead pastor is a huge Christmas fan, which I would say probably just about every church staff should be a Christmas fan. Yeah. Um, but he is like, he listens to Christmas music in July, basically never stops, all that type of stuff. He just loves it. And he was really torn like he was like, we have to have Christmas. We have to have service on Christmas day. And I'm right there with him. Like, I feel like we should have a service on Christmas day. That's basically why we're, we have a church. Well, in particular, this all is of that. Sunday. This and it's year. on Sunday. Right. So uh, he was like, we need to have it. And I'd say most staff people agreed. Uh, there were a few that were like, I mean, we could just do it on Christmas Eve and not necessarily do it on Christmas Day, that type of thing. And I'm not sure what the exact turning point of the lead pastor was, but he's like, you know what? If we did a midnight service, technically the service is on Christmas Day and I'll, I feel okay with that and we wouldn't do our normal Sunday services. And everyone was like, okay, that works that. for us. So, yeah, so that's what we're doing. I'm pretty sure, I think I've heard, I'm not much in the planning of either of those services, but I believe the two, the first two services at the Manuka campus and the midnight service, they'll be slightly different. Like the first two will be the same and then the midnight service will be slightly different. Uh, we are doing live, live, I guess, <laughs> lit candles, real candles for, uh, we usually end our Christmas Eve services with Silent Night lighting, uh, everyone gets a, their own candle and all that fun stuff. We kill the, all the lights in the room and just have the candles. And pray we don't so, burn down the building accidentally. Yeah, yeah. It's, a little, it's a little nerve wracking, but it's, it's a cool moment as well. So we'll do that at, I believe, all three services, but I think the music and or the message will be slightly different between those two sets of services. But yeah, I'm pretty excited. And I wasn't able to go to the the outdoor Christmas service last year because it was actually at the exact same time as the service here. 
but we staggered all four now where you could come to an indoor service. Yeah, you could go to all four if you wanted to. You could come to an indoor service and the outdoor. You can go outdoor and then you could hit the midnight service here. So uh, I really like that aspect of it. And they'll be semi-slightly different too. They're all going to be different, except maybe those first two in Minooka. Yeah. Other than that, you basically have three options of a service with with uh, with that. So I really like that they're not overlapping basically at, at all. So my I plan to get out of here as quickly as I can after that second service, make it over to the outdoor service. I, I'm not planning on having to do anything tech-wise there. It's low-key, our uh, worship leader there and our campus pastor there. And I do have one other sound guy there that will handle all that stuff. But I do want to be able to at least get there and experience it. And then I'll have a little bit of time with my family and then get back here for 1130 service. Will the outdoor service be using the like X area that you have around or what yes. system is that? So last year we had a acoustic guitar, a violin, two vocals and a preach uh, pastor's mic. So five inputs. So we use the X-Air 18 or whatever it is out there last year with uh, two QSC uh, K-12 speakers. And from what I know, I'm assuming that's the exact same setup this year as well. Okay. So even if we added another input or two, that board's still fine. Controlled by an iPad, so they can walk around. Everything's all powered. So no amps or all that stuff. So it's they can get a system up and powered up and running in 15 minutes or less. So yeah, pretty pretty cool. Pretty fun stuff. Lots of uh, fun Lots stuff, stuff coming up. And, and we'll, we'll happening in December. We'll, we'll have to decide what we're doing again in seven years when Christmas falls on Sunday again. Yes. So Is it seven years or six years? I think it's seven. I could be off a With year. With a leap year, though. I don't know. Yeah. One of those. Six or seven. I but. do uh, kind of wanted to hit on it. Like Christmas is, you know, different this year because of it being on a Sunday, like yep. you're saying. So I have heard that other churches, and I'm just speaking just from, this is what the rumor mill says kind of thing. Some Face- churches. Facebook. Yeah. Some churches <laughs> have decided to not do church at all. Yep. Some churches said we're only going to live stream, yep. no in person. So maybe they're pre-recording or that. Like a pre-recorded thing, yep. Posting it later. Um yeah, the whole there's a there's a big range of what churches are doing Full this range. year. Yep. It's it's kind of insane. So that being said, we would love to hear what your yeah. Christmas plans are yep. this year at your church. So be sure to like and follow us on Instagram. And uh, yeah, I do have one more thing. So please I have, do. I have an update. I think it was last podcast or two podcasts ago. I mentioned I had a little contest going on with uh, two of my volunteers on who could get the most recruits to join our team. Yeah. And with that little contest, I gained, it was either seven or eight new volunteers within a week and a half. Amazing. And it, they're on uh, the onboarding process at this point? They're already in Slack. They're already in Planning Center. One of them is already running a camera this weekend. Amazing. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're all ready to go. I 
basically my rule, like I've said before, is I don't care if they're not old enough to drive as long as they can get to church for the times and they're, they can sit through three services and they can listen, they can join my team. So I believe, yeah, all of them are in high school, which is also pretty cool. But yeah, I was, I was actually thinking, I'm like, if I would have went one, I don't know most of those kids, like just out of the blue, like I don't know them. Right. If I would have went and asked those same eight, like, hey, you guys want to you want to join the production team? Maybe like a third would have said yes. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe none of them would have said yes. But since I had a high schooler that's on my team ask those kids, which their has friends relationship with has them. a relationship with, they're like, Yeah, that'd be awesome. So then he got me that list of those seven or eight people. He texted those to me with their name and number. I basically shot a a blast text to all of them saying the same thing of like, hey, Ryland told me that you were interested in joining and these are the times that are needed to be here and you don't need any experience. We'll do all the training. If you're cool with that, send me your email address. We'll get you into Planning Center and Slack and we'll set up some training dates. And all of them but one said, that works for me. One's in basketball right now. So he's like, as soon as I'm done, I'm on. He's like, but I just don't have weekends available right now. But he's like, I want to join. I just can't do it right now. Nice. So it was it was pretty unbelievable. That is unbelievable. And so uh, he, I don't believe you. No, I'm just kidding. He got a uh, $25 gift card to Starbucks. Ooh. That was the winner. I said, between these two guys, whoever gets me the most volunteers by December 1st gets a $25 gift card to either Dunkin' or Starbucks. You, 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 you let me know what you want. So he won. He sold me Starbucks. And I said, all right. So, And uh, he'll probably be coming back to you later saying, when's the next when's competition? When's the next contest? Yeah. Or somebody else who was like, hey, I heard there was a competition yeah. going on. How come I wasn't involved? How I said, can I? let's start a new one. Yep. Starts now. So, but yeah. Love it. There's a great way to get volunteers. Forget like me. Get your volunteers to get volunteers. Yeah. You well, will they're get, the ones that have the they got relational equity with yep. people. And they're a part so they know like what this is and like how to do it. And they can speak that lingo uh, to their friends. So it's pretty cool. Start a competition of your own. Yep. Get, get competitive. Yes. Especially with high school boys. Yes. You set up a competition and you're going to get a lot of volunteers. <laughs> so, well, I hope you all have a great Christmas season. And hopefully uh, you guys are planning well. And if not, hopefully this helped you to either start planning well now or, or possibly get ready for next year and planning for next year and that type of stuff. So uh, be sure to follow and like us on Instagram and we will be back next Monday. See you then. Bye.